Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Monday. It's Hale Varsity Radio presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Back from Minneapolis, the road show that never ended, then ended, and coasted into town around 4.30 yesterday, collected my thoughts, popped a, a Mucinex and, a, and an allergy pill, and fired up some coffee. Let's get to it. Open phones all show. We'll take a Break from your thoughts and calls if you want to join and chime in. If you're exhausted from Saturday, totally get that, too. But uh, therapy can be good. Numbers to dial up, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. can email Chris at HaleVarsity.com, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. And find us, Chris Schmidt, me at uh, Hale Varsity's Twitter handle, at Schmidt underscore radio. Elijah at Herbal Essence on Twitter is where you find him. And uh, let's get to it. A lot to, uh, to get to with uh, some more thoughts, some additional thoughts, some different thoughts, some uh, digestive thoughts uh, with Nebraska's loss to, uh, to Minnesota. Uh, plenty to, to talk about national landscape as the show progresses as well with LSU now open. And, of course, Lane Kiffin dodging spittoons and golf balls. That was a, a freak show in Knoxville. But Nebraska on our mind. Four games left for Nebraska. Bowl eligibility still technically possible. But a lot of question marks uh, after what you witnessed and saw and some of you went to. And thanks so much uh, to the graduate. Thanks so much to all the Nebraska fans that traveled and came by to say hi and see us for for real red reaction to come by and say hi and see us for our pregame and our Friday road show uh, with uh, Aero Brokerage and Ferris Financial. So this is how I see it. And friend of the show Rob Zadiska tweeted this out last night, and you talk to guys that played during the golden era and glory years and the years that built up to the championship runs didn't happen often, but even those teams, this is not an excuse, this is just a fact to college football, even great teams with fantastic leadership and NFL rosters, or soon to be guys on NFL rosters, you are in danger of that dreaded letdown. Not an excuse, I firmly believe that's a reality. The only program in college football the last decade that's been immune to a letdown, and their letdown looks a hell of a lot different than a Nebraska letdown, is Alabama. 
programs misstep, programs aren't locked in. Uh, you can kind of see the end of the finish line, and it's happened before. Think about your professional life. Uh, you're ready to get on vacation. You're ready to get on fall break. You're ready to go away for some holiday time. Whatever the case, there's some of us that, that cross the T's and dot the I's before we leave the, the office. And there's some of us that just get out the door kind of half-assed because you you got to have it. You're ready for a break. You've had enough. You just can't finish. Done both. Still do both. <laughs> okay? So this isn't me throwing rocks at a glass building. And that's the, the reality of, of Nebraska. It, they just couldn't bring... The energy, the juice. I don't know if it's carrot juice or tomato juice or gin and juice. We need more gin and juice after that ball game Saturday. But letdowns happen. They happened to Georgia when they lost to a brutal South Carolina team just a couple of years back that ended their playoff hopes. They did that at home, all right? That happened to, uh, to, to Clemson during the, uh, I think, uh, Sunshine got knocked out of the ball game. But it happened to Clemson on a Friday night at the Carrier Dome three or four years ago. It's happened to like five teams that have played Purdue in the past four years. It happened to (laughs) Iowa Saturday at home where they got drilled. And there's bad matchups. Nebraska has a bad matchup with Minnesota. So I think the letdown is real. And it it happens. The, The difference is, is maturity. The difference is leadership. The difference is knowing how to win. And as I look back at Michigan and I look at Minnesota, Michigan may have broke Nebraska because they were so close to that signature win. Minnesota may have buried Nebraska this season. We'll hear from JoJo Doman in a moment. Numbers to get in, 466-3776 or 800-825-5865. We all thought the program was progressing completely guilty. Yeah, I thought they were getting better. I thought they were ready to turn that corner, per se. They turned that corner, and it's like uh, Vacation 2, where Griswold keeps hitting the same biker in the intersection. Uh, what What is different is... Illinois is a game you're supposed to win, and you pucker. Minnesota was 2.0 of Illinois with just how poorly they played in the first half. And that was another game you're supposed to win if you're Nebraska, to get to 500, then get to the break. And they just didn't have it in them. They didn't have it in mentally. They didn't have it in them physically. We'll get to the Adrian Martinez topic. This is not pinata time for Adrian, but I'm, I'm talking more about the decision to go ahead and say he's the guy that is going to go get us a win if he's less than 100%. I don't know what percent Adrian is, but I, I, he clearly wasn't healthy to do all that he can do and be as effective as he needed to be to help you win a game. And even when he's been 100%, he's not always helped you win ball games. He's done a lot to, to keep you in it. But when push comes to shove, there's been some issue him and, and others with with closing out ball games. I, I look at a lot of elements here with this Nebraska football team. I look at the scheme. I look at staff. And, and the, the popular topic today is staff changes. We're, we're back to, is Coach Frost coaching for his job this year if they lose out? 
I don't know. Uh, when it comes to staff changes, Knee Jerk says, dude, make them. But again, there's still four games left. Let's see how things play out. Don't decide anything right now. But I want to go to the head man and what his job is and his responsibility is. And it's, it's to have his kids ready. Okay, it's to, it's, to, it's to know what his team needs. It's to have a pulse on what his team's feeling. And you, you got to be able to, to, to know what they are going in. And, and he didn't. He didn't know. And he tried to fire him up. And, and I, I would think you could recognize during the week. Maybe he did. I don't know. We're not there at practice. I do know at least from what I saw in the first half, they looked like they were coming off of a bye with rust or absolutely still black and blue from Michigan, just from the physicality of it. And then the emotional elephant that was losing by three <laughs> to, uh, to a top 10 football team. What you have to have in college football and really in all the coaching is you need somebody that can teach situations when it's first and 10 at the seven and you're down and you have a chance again with the football long 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 field but you have a chance to put a drive together to go again take the lead three times inside the 29 zero make that four times zero points you have a chance to put a drive together and your fourth year quarterback gets pressured because God knows he dropped back 30-plus times, and 18 times he was hit, sacked, or pressured again off the edge <laughs> with, with long, developing pass routes called. And, and he tried to do too much. He held the ball too long instead of checking it down, didn't like what he saw. We'll hear from Adrian today. And he, and he threw it away in the end zone. Bang, there's two points. The first two points of the, of the second half, Minnesota scored. Nebraska, if you ever want to get just crazy in Vegas, apparently, uh, find some sports book that has uh, prop bets for creative ways to score two points against Nebraska football. Drop back first and 10 at the 7. Safety. Play in it. Because <laughs> Minnesota had it. But you need, you need teaching and you need motivating, and you need leadership, okay? And, and Saturday questions all of that. Team wasn't prepared. Didn't look like they gave a damn to be out there. I'll get to the why in a little bit. Team wasn't prepared. Situationally, maybe they were taught and didn't remember, or they haven't been taught well enough to execute. And then from a motivation standpoint, You've got to take them by their pads, if need be, and drag them into a situation where where they're ready, where they're good, where they're fired up. There's a lot at stake for them. They they deserve this, but you got to go earn it. And again, it, it didn't happen for Nebraska. Just a couple of examples of letdowns. Nebraska-Kansas 93, unbeaten regular season for Nebraska. Nebraska almost upset on a November day by Glenn Mason's KU football team. They went for two, didn't get it. Nebraska hangs on 21-20. 
Iowa State, Nebraska, 92. Our old buddy Jim Walden still has a picture of that scoreboard to make sure it wasn't fake. Where uh, that Iowa State team, that was T.O.'s only loss to a sub-500 football team. We'll get to some emails, but Elijah, just uh, a brutal Saturday. And i got to ask this question, and we'll take your calls on it. Were you surprised? As a Nebraska fan going into Saturday, are you surprised we're talking about another head-scratching loss? Or did you think, based on what you'd seen since Illinois, they were over it? And I'm, I'm guilty. I thought they were over it. Absolutely thought they were over. Not that they're perfect. Not that they're Bama. Not that they're even Sparty. Or pick a team that's going to go to a bowl game. Purdue. Minnesota. But I thought they'd go get it done. I had zero worry, and that's how whiffing, uh, how much I whiffed on this, that they, they were going to come out like they did. But just, just when you, my dad would always say this, just when you fall in love with Nebraska football, and this is decades of practice by him, <laughs> they'll turn around and kick you in the ass. I'm quoting the late, great Steve Schmidt. And, and that happened to a lot of Nebraska fans. We'll hear one uh, member of, I, I think he's media. I got a little background on the guy uh, who uh, snuck his way onto the field and just had a heartfelt scream session which is incredible. But uh, get to some of your emails. Elijah, I- I'm surprised this happened. Uh, we'll get to some bigger picture questions about the quarterback, the kicker, and the staff here in a second. I personally was worried about the letdown last week. I, I think I-, I brought it up a couple times in the show last week, asking guests, asking uh, you whatnot. Are we worried about a letdown here? Um, and for some reason, I talked myself out of the thought that there could be a letdown. Maybe I, I was I was 100% crazy last week. I talked myself into the fact that this, this Nebraska team is different. This Nebraska team isn't going to have a letdown. But it was the perfect storm. The fact that you just got... Uh, uh, done with the game where you kind of got battered by Michigan, a very physical game. Uh, you mentioned Nebraska coming into this one black and blue. I think that's probably true. Combined with the fact that this is your eighth straight week of playing football, eight weeks back to back to back with a couple physical games in there in Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, uh, and even Northwestern wasn't really an off week. You can't call it that despite the fact Nebraska won big. Uh, it's going to take its toll on you. Uh, and then you got a bye week coming up next week. And hey, let's not forget University of Nebraska is on fall break right now. Today and tomorrow is University of Nebraska's fall break. So when you're looking at it as a Husker football player, you go, okay, we just got to make it through this game Saturday, and then we get, not only do we get fall break, we get a bye week, it's just a week to enjoy ourselves uh, after eight weeks of just getting beat up. So it, it, was, it was the perfect storm for Nebraska to have a letdown game here. I think I asked uh, Gary the question on Saturday. Maybe it was Bill. Like, I can't remember who mm-hmm. I asked the question to on Saturday, saying, is this Nebraska team set up to have a letdown, or is this team different? And... This team is not different. They're college kids. They're 18 to 22-year-olds. They're going to not bring the juice sometimes. And as we've seen from this Nebraska team, they don't have the skill to overcome uh, not bringing the juice on any given Saturday. They didn't bring it in the first half. They brought it a lot better in the second half. Uh, But then they were shot in the foot by the own mistakes that they've been making week in and week out in terms of not being able to punch it in inside the 20. Uh, Poorly timed penalties, things like that. It's Nebraska had the effort to come out and, uh, and win this game in the second half. They brought the juice, but it was those same mistakes it's we talked late. about that, that, that did it for them. We'll uh, hear from Joe, Joe Doman. Uh, lines are lit up. We'll get to your calls in a moment. I'm done rambling for, for this segment. But, you know, as a Nebraska fan, were you surprised at Saturday? Um, after all the, the 
progress you thought you saw after the progress that was absolutely, no, I do not want to buy DirecTV. Please quit calling me. <laughs> um, it, it was absolutely a gut punch based on what we thought versus what they are. Uh, let's go to the, f- do we have time? See if you'll hang on. Don't want to short him. We got the shot clock up. Russ, hang on for us. We'll be uh, right with you. Hang on the line. We'll get to you and uh, more of your emails. Shane has checked in via email. Uh, we'll hear uh, from Ted as well. And uh, the the real thing with why, why the juice was so low, why was the Capri Sun on empty? Why was it crumpled up on the floor for the dogs to chew on? Sorry, I'm describing my kid's basement. Tell you the why. I got a, got a thought on the your fuel tank question mark in that first half. Great to be with you on a Monday, a Therapy Monday. Hail Varsity continues, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Back from Minnesota, I am the uh, bad luck charm, so no more roadies for me. Open phone lines for you, Coach McBride, in 30 minutes, and then open phones hour two. Russ, thanks for hanging. Go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, after this weekend of the Huskers and the third consecutive loss by my Denver Broncos, I feel you I'm on that. Kind of, kind of reeling right now, um, and I don't think it's going to get much better in Cleveland Thursday night. Uh, Cleveland's pretty fierce. They're uh, they're coming off a tough one. May God be with you in, in Donkey Land. Nebraska <laughs> at least won't won't rip you up, rip you up on Saturday. At least this Saturday. Right. Um, my comment is just that I'm just pretty much at a loss. People ask me. I'm 53 years old. I've been a lifelong fan. Uh, I'm at the games most of the time. Um, pretty much just at a loss. Um, when I watch the games now, I have a hard time letting myself totally get into emotionally invested, I guess being completely emotionally invested into the game. And I pretty much watched the whole game expecting the worst, hoping for the best and trying to support as best I can. Um, so your, your joy is gone. Yeah. My, my joy of the game is pretty much gone. I, I still get up and go through the motions and watch the game. But I don't get up, and I'm not pacing around. I'm not, you know, this, you know, what have you. And I just, I can't let myself get into it. There's just, they, you, they break your heart every time. Now I know they're all working their hardest, but uh, I can't, for the life of me, figure out how this team and how this coaching staff, especially with what happened with Coach Chin's situation, that this team would not be up. There is no excuse. I don't care if it's eight straight weeks. You can get Fordham and Buffalo in there. I know the Michigan game, they poured a lot into it and, you know, kind of expected that maybe they'd have a little tough time. But when that came came to happen last at the end of last week, for these guys not to be up and knowing they had a week off and knowing how important it was to get to four and four, I, I just I don't know what to think anymore. Um, Want to be supportive. Want to give these guys, you know, their due for their efforts, 
I know they're trying, but uh, I'm just at a point where I, I honestly don't see us winning another game the rest of the year. We haven't demonstrated that we can close the deal. We haven't figured out how to win. Um, Adrian plays great at times, and uh, you know, um, when it comes to crunch time, man, he can't get it done. He, and, uh, I'll say this, might... Russ. I'll say this. Adrian has not been perfect. Totally agree with you on there. The guys around him have not got it done either. So it's 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 a shared failure. Is what it is. Right. Where right. where your your back falls. There's pressure on first and ten. There's a drop. There's a, an errant throw. It's a bad play call. There's a missed block. I mean, there's there's a lot on down the line on top of number two wanting right. some things back. Russ, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate you listening, man. And we'll see how things look for Purdue, all right? All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Good from Russ. We'll take more of your calls. Listen, when it comes to the how and, and, the, and, the, and, and the why with energy, well, listen to JoJo Doman. Listen to the pain in JoJo's voice and listen to to him talk about that red zone missed opportunity uh, with with the offense. He's not blaming. He's, he's reacting to a question about the offense not being able to get it in after the defense. I think they had six consecutive stops on Saturday to, to get the team back in it. Yeah, we just want to score or go up. And we didn't. And then the next time we're down there, we get a fourth down and we kick a field goal and we miss it. Um just got to score you know it's a game of stops and scores we started to get some momentum and then we didn't put the nail in the coffin the 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 pain and frustration in in his voice there after leaving it out there and and his side of the ball has when i think about energy and juice i look at, at this football team and and they they are, are at a I don't know this. This is my, my theory. And this isn't to be reckless or sensational. The defense has done so much heavy lifting all year. And to have the same thing continue to happen again, 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 again. It it they they are they are flat out at their wits end. Why is there no juice? How did practice go last week? Coach Frost said they were business like, but there's there's a lot of older guys to 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 be business like. I go back to how much live work or, or contact did they do? Because they missed a way they missed too many tackles for their liking, but missed too many missed too many tackles for how good they have been all year, and that kind of comes down to me as to your preparation. Were they were they practicing? Monday through Thursday, like they were going to take on a team that was going to line up seven offensive linemen. I don't know. And then the double standard that I think maybe exists in this football team. You want to get on the field, you got to play special teams, you got to make tackles, you got to do things a certain way to play for Coach Chin, for Coach Fish, for Barrett, for Dawson, for, for Coach T. Offensively, it took seven sacks, game four, for, for changes finally to be made on the offensive line. Okay? Um, 
and now we get to the quarterback spot. You know, there's there's some thoughts out there about, you know, how, how right was Adrian. Adrian, I think, took a monster shot against Michigan. Uh, Adrian's comfort level was way off. When he looked, he looked and played like he was injured. He looked and played like he was not real wild about going into contact or told not to. And then we, we go back to Michigan State with the jaw shot. So whatever's, messed, whatever's going on with his jaw... He's still trying to get it out. You want tough football players. You want guys that are going to sell out for the team. So do not fireball him for for going out there less than 100% at 75%, whatever he was. So he's he's trying to do what he can for the team. And the coaches, in turn, think, all right, he's our best option. The only way we can win is with Adrian. Well, if you're the defense, and maybe Adrian practiced one time last week, maybe Adrian practiced all four. I don't know. I don't think he looked like he was real crisp, and I don't think he had much practice time, is, is my amateur observation. And you saw that with how wild and, and wide he was in some instances. And then you feel the pressure, and then you don't step up, and you're not going to run. He only ran like four times design. Most of the option plays were pitches. They did run him inside the goal line once, and he got rocked at the two. And then he tried to get in again at the goal line and got screwed on a call there. It should have been a touchdown, but it wasn't. And if you're the defense, and or say, say you're Betts, or say you're Manning, and you see, okay, this guy doesn't practice, may not have practiced, or may have had limited practice time, but we're gonna, we're gonna, he's still going to start. He's still going to play every snap. We're not going to go to the bullpen if he's erratic or, or messy because can't have that drama again. We're not going to line him up under center. And sneak him because that might put him down for the count, even though, you know, Cam Jurgens is is one of the best centers in the league to bulldoze his way in. The two guys next to him, they're they're a work in progress, but they can move an inch or two. And if you're the defense and you're part of the team and you're looking at that, there's a double standard. I gotta do seven thousand things to get on the field here. I'm the defensive side of the ball. And yeah, we didn't play our, our, our best first half of football, but we came out second half, got you the football twice, and then there's still some, some mistakes by our quarterback, or man, Adrian's best assets, his legs, and you know what? He can't give it a go. He, he's not going to be a threat with the football, and by the way, Minnesota did a good job of scheming him in the pocket, too. So that is why, as you see that, as you practice, as you prepare, all week for Minnesota, knowing that there's the bye week, there's there's the dessert. That's why you maybe come out with zero to low energy, period. Because you've seen this crap go on. Maybe some of the guys are like, brother, let's see what Smothers can do. This is the first time they've traveled quarter, four quarterbacks all season long because he's probably dinged up. Don't fault the kid for trying to go John Wayne. He's trying to play and, and give his best. You got to be a better decision maker and read your quarterback. What's going to give you the best chance to win? Is your running game worth a damn without him as part of the run game? No. Even though Ramirez played good football, he's come on. Good for him. But once he was done, you were screwed. And you don't have a quarterback run game element. Again, that goes to coaching, decision making, and preparation. Because tell me. Do you have faith that the backups are ready to go? I've seen Logan in a few times. 
you know what? Flex said, let's put the other quarterback inside the 20. Screw it. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I know Captain Morgan's been here 400 years, but we'll put the, we'll put the backup in because guess what? He screws with the defense. He can run it. He can throw a duck to the tight end. And it's, it's one more thing to worry about if you're a defense. Nebraska had none of that, and I think that's why your energy level was, was, was empty. Because they saw what was coming into Minnesota. This team's a pain in the ass anyway to play. And there's your result. On top of being 18 to 22-year-olds that don't have winning ways. And, and tell me, what was the environment like up there? It, it was kind of hard to tell on, on TV. Okay. They had, they had 35,000, a few smattering of red. God love you all. And you had the, the Minnesota student section. But it, it was a pleasant day. But I wouldn't be shocked if Minnesota made sure the volume was at 12. I'm, I'm serious. To, to help enhance the crowd noise because there weren't that many screaming Goldie Gophers up there. Honestly. It's, it's, it's not that baffling. It's just, to me, it was surprising. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I whiffed. And I whiffed on thinking this team was ready to take the step. Not mad at them. Not at all. I'm, I'm interested to see guys like JoJo and Adrian and Betts. And, I mean, the, the, the whole roster. We've talked to all the kids. And it, it's not personal. There's no fanboy hat on. The, the head coach did not have his guys ready. And in turn, these kids that are 18 to 22, some of them need to perform better. You got to find the way to the end zone. You got to block better. You got to tackle in the first half. They know that. They're going to live with this and dwell on it for a week. And if you're a Nebraska fan, hopefully they, they come back pissed off. Maybe Purdue will be ranked. More of your calls, thoughts, and emails. We'll get to you, I promise. Hail Varsity continues. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me, try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Thanks for spending time. Hail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery, Postmortem, Minnesota. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, numbers at 466 37 825 5865, Therapy Monday again. It's getting old, but it's something we're kind of all used to. Some emails to get into as well. And uh, some Joe Rogan tickets to give away at some point. Doing that next hour? You leaving it up to me? Yeah. Do we do 5 o'clock hour? Or do you want to do the end of this hour? I say let's do 5 o'clock hour. All right. All right. Let's, let, and and we'll, we'll, we'll make it a surprise, too. Okay. At, at some point during the 5 o'clock hour. Okay, were, were you surprised by Saturday? Great segue. As a Nebraska fan, with the result. Some of you thought it might be tough. Some of you thought Nebraska's turned the corner. Or some of you thought this is absolutely a mother setup. And uh, it ain't going to go well. Because this team is just them. They're just out there. Uh, Ted emails in. Schmidt, you listen to Adrian Martinez after the game Saturday. And uh, I want to share my take while he is undoubtedly poised and mature. He never seems to be angry or upset. I get the sense that Adrian's content with weekly participation medals. Ted, I, you know, we've talked to Adrian a few times. I think in front of the microphone. And we've even seen some behind the scenes with him while he was going through some adversity. 
he's a pretty stand-up guy. I think if push comes to shove, uh, he's probably wildly pissed that they are where they're at. It's nice to have a bunch of yards. Uh, he would trade every inch gained for, for wins because that's, that's his label right now. Really talented athlete, can be incredibly spectacular at quarterback, can be maddening at quarterback. And it comes down to, to trying to do too much or not being effective if you're hurt. And he's been hurt at different points of his career here. He's played hurt, and he's not been effective. So we got to get to the next question. At, at some point, if you travel four quarterbacks, should you have used another one? Now, in the second half, they were moving the ball. But do you make a switch inside the 20, a la Minnesota, again, coaching decision, strategy, execution, and shake it up a little bit if you're worried about his ability to run and the the thought of keeping him healthy. Now, the counter to that, Elijah, is, you know, what 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 is and what was Nebraska's run game going to get down against Minnesota? Yeah, and just to get back to Adrian's mentality, I think that's a little off base. Uh, there's different types of leaders out there. Some guys are the rah-rah type. Some guys are the, the, you know, the calming, steadying force. I mean, just look at the NFL. Yeah, Tom Brady will get up after a loss, and he'll be mad. When you see him in that post-game press conference, you he know really he ticked after a win if it wasn't good enough. That too. But then you go look at a guy like Peyton Manning, who is a great quarterback in his own right, won a couple Super Bowls, and he doesn't seem mad in a post-game. He seems disappointed. And it just it comes down to what type of leader you are in the team. And it's, there's different types of leaders, and it's okay. Not everybody has to be that guy who goes and rips the locker room after a loss. Some guy needs to be the guy in there who's the steadying force because there's other guys in the locker room that are going to come in and rip you after a loss. So it's not necessarily saying he doesn't care enough about winning. He's happy with being mediocre. Just not the type of guy he is. Coach Frost, after the game, you know, how do you, how do you get better in the red zone? How do you fix it? There's still four games left. All I know how to do is keep detailing, try to put the kids in the best plays possible and keep detailing, keep detailing, keep detailing. Um, you know, we had a, had two false starts today. The one really hurt us. It was third and five. Uh, we had a run play call that I felt really good about. Even if you don't get the first down there, you're going to have a fourth and short. Um, so, felt, and, and we kind of called first and second down based on that. Um, and then all of a sudden you're in third and ten. Um, so that that hurt hurt one drive, missed a field goal on another, and got stopped on the the one yard line. That's the game. More from JoJo Doman here when it comes to the second half, juice and adjustments. Why why were they playing better defensively? It was both. I mean, we knew what they were giving us. They went in like unbalanced. Like I don't know the statistics, but got to be like seventy five percent of the time in the second half, and. Like that's just because we started to take away what they what they do well. Once we rattled them and had two picks, like they shut down. Plain and simple, they shut down and just ran the ball, and that's what we wanted. We just gotta find a way to win. We keep finding ways to lose. <laughs> it's crazy. Like y'all, like, all of us are part of it, which is the humbling thing about it. Like you can't just point blame at somebody or someone. Like extreme ownership on accounts of everybody in our program. And that's what we need to, you know, digest this and move forward. You know, you know what else kills momentum and juice is, is special teams. Now, poor Connor Colt, bless his soul. He came out after the game and talked to the media, 
and his hip flexor's been detailed, and some of you are this guy or know this guy that's better putting from 70 feet versus 3 feet. <laughs> I'm better from way out than I am close to the cup. You can talk to Iowa Russ, Sharpie, Shuey, Jay, pick Elijah, uh, Ranger Rick. I mean, they all you all bite your tongue when I miss a, a two footer. But you're like, how the hell did he hit that one from 80 feet? Not that that happens all the time, but occasionally. And you can't just like the quarterback question: Do you run Adrian out there if he's 70 percent does he give you the best chance to win versus a an unknown or a guy that you've seen minimally in smothers uh during some uh, some garbage time it's never garbage time he's getting live reps that's important but you get my point when the score is out of hand and until it wasn't when he came in and, and was doing well against michigan state you know the, the kicking part of things you listen i i i have seen enough You've already gone to the bullpen before with the, with the punter. You need to make a change at field goal kicker, period. And if you don't have one, that's a you problem, and it continues to kick your defense in the junk because you're missing points, and it screws your offense. You continue to be this nightmare in the red zone. I should know their backup kicker. I don't. Frankie, isn't it? The kickoff Is guy? Well, Frankie's doing his job. Um, and I know Culp was a, a guy that was all Big Ten last year. I know Culp's a guy that's hit a few game winners in his life when he was at LSU, but then lost the job. It's between the ears. It's, be, it's absolutely between the ears. You can't live this way anymore in the Big Ten in one-score games. You can't. The guy can't hit an extra point. You can hit from 50. You can hit the 80-foot putt. But when push comes to shove, he's just off. When push comes to shove, there was a walk-on from the soccer team, which isn't even Nebraska the, the, soccer. It has the, the one come-from-behind game winner. Yes, and he I'm pretty sure his percentage over his career at Nebraska is better than Culp's field goal percentage this season. He was a walk-on, and you have a scholarship guy now I who is pre- losing you football games. I appreciate he's helping lose. I appreciate that there's love and support for him, and that mm-hmm. needs to continue. Totally. But other guys that maybe play tackle or defensive back or linebacker or defensive tackle or running back, they get to watch when they don't do their job. Period. Got to have some consistency there. Again, we get back to the ingredients for lack of juice. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. Well, it's Power Suit Monday in the Twin Cities as P.J. Fleck had his press conference. The uh, banker's gray with the uh, the maroon plaid. And uh, Fleck likes to wear a suit, period. And he didn't waste any time in the postgame remarks Saturday feeding a line directed and served up for Scott Frost probably in response to the sloganeering snark uh, from Big Ten Media Days. So here's P.J. Fleck about culture and uh, what, talent, skill. What do he say? Well, here is, here's the bald guy. That was truly culture versus skill. And that's what I saw today. Whatever anybody else wants to say about us or our program or our culture, feel free. We've been called every name in the book. 
But uh, culture versus skill. On paper, I mean, we've been underdogs the last few weeks. Our guys don't listen to all that stuff. Our culture keeps everything really tight. They believe in it. They live it academically, athletically, socially, spiritually, and everybody's held to a high standard. And that will not come down for anyone. Period. Nailed it. Can disagree with him. Can call it self-serving. The Star Tribune lit him up today in their op-ed about how it's self-serving and you're bagging on your own guys. Oh, so your own guys don't have skill. No, he, he develops... Uh, a setup where you, the fourth, fifth, and third, fourth, and fifth string running back, the, the the fifth team guy goes for a buck twenty-seven. When you're down thirty guys because you have a COVID outbreak in the team, you can still travel to Nebraska and go win a football game. Yes. No. He. Whatever you think of him and whatever car he sold you ten years ago that doesn't run once you got four blocks from the dealership. Guy has buy-in, and guess what? He can teach. And he can motivate. I think there's a lot of guys on Nebraska's staff that do a hell of a job teaching. I don't, and I think there's a lot of guys on Nebraska's staff that motivate. But you had a motivational issue. Clearly, clearly, Saturday morning. And that's the, that's the head guy. And that can change. But it it needed to start last Monday, and 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 you you're gonna have your own motivation for a night game at six thirty with eighty seven thousand of your bros and thunderstruck rocking at the end of the third against Michigan. You're gonna have motivation to take out near misses against Northwestern and Oklahoma at night against the smart kids. You're gonna have motivation to. <laughs> Barry Fordham's face in the dirt after whatever you whatever you left steaming at midfield against Illinois. But man, hey, he got the win. He had the last word, and his take ain't wrong. You can say anything and everything you want about that dude, right? But when push comes to shove against Nebraska, he has their number. He outcoaches them. He outmotivates. And it's, it's a problem, and it was a problem Saturday. Bigger picture question, because, you know, now we're back to job security, direction of the program, staff changes, quarterback. Is Adrian here another year? Do you want him here another year? I mean, all those things are back on the table. That freaking door got unlocked. It's like uh, Jack in The Shining, and he gets let out of the cooler. He's back with an axe. All right. Mr. Blackshirt's next. Charlie McBride joins us. More of your calls next hour. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back into it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Another Therapy Monday, we rode all the way back from Minneapolis. Pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman, incredible all weekend, big shout out to him. 
Thanks for uh, riding uh, along with and Elijah Herbold, Tim Bob, of course, uh, Kelly Stoffer, part of our Saturday and Friday show. Uh, count me as surprised, were you? We'll take more of your calls, your emails, your thoughts coming up here on the loss. And, and maybe you're over it. Maybe you've checked out. Maybe you're on your NFL team, uh, unless you're a Denver fan. We welcome in Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, joining us on Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, it's uh, Chris and Elijah. I am so happy to talk with you. Uh, I can't do much about Saturday. How are you? I can't do much about Saturday. I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I, I was um, in the Harbor today, and everything was good there in the hospital. I went to the my little checkup I get, you know, every six months. Mm-hmm. He said, if I'm as good as I was, I get to go up once a year instead of going twice a year. So uh, that place is a zoo. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, we are giving you a, a virtual hug right now. I don't, you're a hugger, but um, we're, we're giving you one now. All right. Good. Good. So. That's nice of you to do that. Well, I am so happy for you and to hear that, that you had a good checkup, Coach. That's that's awesome. Yeah. We well, love, we anyway, love you. That, mm. that thank you. That um, game is um, uh, that's that's kind of, you know that was what I was afraid of. That, I didn't have a good feeling about the game mm-hmm. all week. Um, I, I did, you know when you don't see him and you don't hear him, everything. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's out of everybody's mouth. It's been at practice. Sounds like it's they were good and everything was great. But you know, you got to you play the game with um, with your heart. You know, and that that can you know you can try to do the best you can to hide it. But you know, sometimes when you have a game where you really spend yourself and you're young, you don't understand because every game is a bowl game. And every game is a national championship, and you have to play it that way. And uh, a lot of them haven't learned. And then I think a few injuries have, have hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start messing around with the offensive line, you finally get where you think it might be good, and then you know guys get hurt and stuff like that. It it, it takes a toll on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can you can say anything you want, but I always. You know, Milt and I talked a lot, Milt Hennifer, and Milt felt if he, if our if our offense didn't play well, our defense would, and uh, and I think maybe you might have seen a little bit of that, but um, it, you know, it's it's a thing where everybody's got to you know go, and I've always said you know when I see some guys kind of trotting after somebody, mm-hmm. you know, like chasing a guy or something like that. Um, you think about it, what if the guy fumbles and you could have been there? Or what if the guy cuts back and he would have cut right into you and you could have dropped him or hit him and recovered a fumble that you made, you know? And a lot of guys don't understand that. And, um, you know, just like when a ball's thrown, mm-hmm. it, it, our guys take off for, for the where the ball was thrown. Because if there was a fumble and it came out of there, then we got a chance to get it. But if we have guys standing around, you know, just looking, 
And uh, we had a little bit of that this week, and uh, that's just something that comes with age. <laughs> you sure. know? And, and and you got to coach them to really make them understand that this game is, you know, till the whistle blows and the fat lady sings, you got to go. And, and and so, you know, some of that you you don't see, and um, you know, like you did in that game before, mm-hmm. uh, they were going to. Turn it on no matter what because they wanted a win, and then we get away from home, and you know we've only won, I think, um, three, maybe four games since Scott's been here away from home. Yeah, coach, then, coach, want a thought on the well practice? How much heavy work? And I know it's different now. But how physical do you go after Michigan week to get ready for Minnesota if you've been beat up from playing Michigan? If you're at the end of a brutal stretch, and that's a reality. And I ask that because it just when I looked at the tackling and I looked at the line of scrimmage, both lines of scrimmage, that first half. Now the defense turned it on in the second half, but it was, you know, almost too late. The offense wasn't wasn't helping out. What's what's the prescription there, Coach, for for how you how you how you get ready for Minnesota after Michigan? Well, that's why I always said you coach for depth, and you spend a lot of time with the down the liners when you're in group work and things like that, and you really make it a point that they may be the next guy up. And we never we never changed our practice. The guys that were hurt were hurt, and they stood and watched practice. But we, as far as the physical part, never changed. We didn't change any of that because those guys that are coming up and playing, they need the work. You know, you can't have them resting and if they're going to play and they haven't been really playing a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, there's that, um, there, there are coaches that really have that NFL uh, thing, but they, the part of it is, is you have to teach. You have to you have to be in a position. If you only have 10 minutes of group work, for example, no matter what position it is, huh, what are you going to do in there 10 minutes? That's like pounding sand in a rat hole. You can't do anything with that. You got you need 25 to 30 minutes of group work. And and the, and Tom was – we followed the offensive thing until – and when I got got there, I said, Coach, I can't teach anybody in 10, 15 minutes. I need to have more time. And then I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we just adjusted, and it worked that way. But, no, I mean, we had tackling practice three, di- three days a week. If it, you know, you don't have to hurt each other. <laughs> you, can, you, you can do things fast and do them right. And we scrimmaged, and we had – 12 to 18 plays live, one against one, one against two, two against one, or whatever, you know, however he called it. And we had some goal line plays live, coaches jumping around. And, of course, Coach Osborne was the official, and the offense scored all the time. (laughs) So you're telling me T.O. would have called that touchdown good for Adrian? Six inches close is a touchdown. Well, we need to get T.O. a, a side judge hat. And, and, yeah, he'll, and, he'll admit it too, probably. <laughs> what uh, What do you think here of, and there's been some talk about how healthy Adrian is, and he was out there, but it, it just felt like he was not comfortable, didn't look comfortable, was off. 
uh, not all on him, but there were some plays he didn't make that he could have, or maybe he was limited yeah. to do. Do you, do you what, what was your take what, on on putting a that, kid out there that that was not a hundred percent, but you thought was the best you had? Well, that you play him. I mean, if he okay. if he's you know he, he's a, he's tough. I mean, he he isn't going to tell you how tough he is. He isn't going to tell you any of that. That that's all private in his mind. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he he's one of those kids that doesn't run run around and tell everybody how good I am. You mm-hmm. know, and. And he he wanted to play. That's how much it means to him. But they would not put him out there if the doctor or the trainer said, uh-uh. So that he must have had something that was okay to do that. We've had kids that that's been the case before mm-hmm. a lot of times. You know, he will not hurt himself anymore at all, you know, with certain things. And, you know, then you can limit him, too, Um but you saw that you know he still could run with the football and and do the things that were right. The thing, the problem was, is he didn't get much chance to do it. And you know, when you say, well, the secondary's kind of you know porous. Well, if you don't, you know, you you have um, completions that are completions because the offensive line, or you have completions because the defense is. Did good, did did um, didn't do well. Mm-hmm. But you got to get pressure, and, and pressure is pressure. It it's not it's not the sack. It's the making the guy throw the ball like he doesn't want to, or anything you can do to make disrupt his motion or disrupt his movement when he throws the ball. Um, those are the things you can do, and um, <clears throat> and and so you know we, to me. All of those completions, almost you'd call, uh, they were completions due to poor pass rush. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you you're, know. you're wrong there with that, Coach. Uh, I thought Charlie McBride's with us on Monday with Charlie. It's Hale Varsity Radio, Coach. When it comes to to Minnesota, they just kind of seem to have Nebraska's number schematically, motivationally, and just from a from a toughness standpoint. Uh, a lot of things are said. Uh, about Fleck, but he finds a way, and and now we're back to this narrative of of questioning if if Scott's going to get it done. There's questions about the assistants. You know what's what's going on yeah. on offense, and then and then the red zone and offensive line. What was your your reaction to Saturday's? Again, uh, you have four trips inside the thirty, and you don't get any points. You got young players. You, I mean, if you had a bunch of seniors, and that was going on. That 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 means something to me. I mean, you know, but you know, it it, it takes it takes time. And I always said that you're going to make your team in the summertime with your leadership. And now you're starting to find some leaders. Uh, you, you understand what I'm getting at? Yeah. You're getting young kids that are say linebackers on defense. You're getting a you're getting a center that has got to be a good leader. I mean, and don't stand for guys standing around and picking their nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, get after them, you know. And 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 the older guys ought to do that. And you know, to be sure that everybody's on the same page working out. If they're not gonna, I mean, <laughs> they they probably won't be around. Mm-hmm. They'll probably find a way to get away from everything or do something else. But we, I don't, I don't know that we ever had that i can honestly say in all the years that i was at nebraska over 20 years that 
I never was at a practice where we had a, you know, we could, where the kids didn't try hard. Mm-hmm. I ne- never. There was no wandering around. Every play was live. I mean, as far as the drills, you put your hand on the ground, you're going a million miles an hour. I nearly jump through the television when I see the defensive line get up there and the center's got his hand on the ball. And the thing they need to do is put their hand on the ground and get their darn motor running. You know what I'm getting at? And so those things you have to do in practice and you demand them. You don't just say, sweetie, give me that, you know, put your hand on the ground and that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, it comes from everybody. If they're at a station where I'm not there, I could count on Tony or George or those guys who were at that station to get on get on the guys that were. And, you know, normally it never happens. <laughs> you know, but you still do those things, even though sometimes a guy may be a little slow if you remind him, you know. <laughs> Some, <laughs> nah, not with a board with a nail in it, but you the just remind him. Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, what's next? Are you are you optimistic for the next four? You get a you get a breather, get a rest up, get a recalibrate. Here comes Purdue. We just got Iowa. We got Ohio State. I know one at a time, but you know, technically you can still get to a bowl game, but it looks pretty rough. Well, they can do it. I mean, if they want to play like they played you know, at Michigan, and they still could find some holes in that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, that isn't like they played to win. You know, every game is, every practice is your practice into every step. I used, well, I'd say it probably in a way that isn't really cool on the radio, but every step you take, when you're running a drill, you're running everything, you're stepping right on their face. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're stepping and ripping them, and I mean, you're every step you take in practice, you're gonna you're going after you're going after what your goal is. You're going after being the best. You're and I mean, it it it's just it's an emotional thing. Pretty soon, they realize that they can't do anything unless they try as hard as they can. Mm-hmm. And I've said this: if, if there's a, one guy that isn't his motor isn't going then you're probably going to have some kind of a problem or a breakdown. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can't blame a person for getting beat deep or a person that gets blocked if he's trying his hardest. And you can tell that, mm-hmm. you know. Charlie McBride's with us at City Radio on Monday with Charlie. Coach, uh, last thought here, uh, what's Scott do during the bye week? Well, I, I think, well, what, just keep working on the same stuff and don't be – don't be afraid. Don't. This is not a rest period. Okay. I mean, you can rest at home, but you know, getting tired, get in shape. I mean, it's. <laughs> I I hear that rest and stuff all the time. You know. Oh yeah, we need a rest. Well, maybe you do. Maybe there's a day off. You get a rest mm-hmm. or something like that. And and but you don't just take a couple of days off and not try to improve your techniques or doing things like that. I think live pass rush is something they need to do. You're not going to get hurt. I mean, you know, I mean, you go out there and those offensive linemen and now defensive line have got to go after each other and and stuff like that and get better at what you're doing and pick out the kind of move you want to do and keep working on it and keep working on it until it works. You know, you can't. 
So, you know, I mean, it's 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 a tough thing. And same thing with blocking. Get on the boards, get bags, and move your feet. And keep your feet going. You know, and both sides of the ball, never stop your feet on contact. You're going to end up in the knee surgery line. Mm-hmm. Go yeah, to well, there's no, I get you. We'll uh, we'll check in and get ready for Purdue. How's that sound next Monday? Well, I'm getting ready for Purdue right now. I, I mean, I'm are. ready to play now. <laughs> I know you are. We'll uh, we'll see you next week, and always appreciate you, Coach. So happy for okay. you. Thank you very much. That's okay. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Talk to you later. Bye now. And we're back. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks to Coach McBride. That'll be posted on On Demand ESPN Lincoln.com. Also on the Twitter handle, at ESPN Lincoln, at Hale Varsity. And uh, we'll have a SoundCloud two-minute drill from... Uh, Uncle Charlie coming up. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Hey, we did uh, open phones first hour. Appreciate the feedback and input. Also, emails, plenty of those to get to. And uh, open phones now the rest of the way for you if you're on your way home. So we, we touched on, you know, were you surprised by Saturday? I was. Coach wasn't. He was worried. Kind of comes down to mental maturity and uh, where this team is at. And based, honestly, their history, right? He also gave a really solid take on Adrian. Kid was cleared to play. He wanted to play. He's tough. He isn't going to tell you how tough he is. He's going to go out there and try and do what he can. He was limited. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Got the I got both armchairs out, and uh, it just got really tough on Nebraska's run game without that element as effective as it's been this season for Nebraska. You need Adrian to be able to extend, scramble. Even if he did it minimally like Michigan, that, that 20-yard scramble on 3rd and 11, got your first score. Austin Allen, game ball to you, brother. Uh, you were incredible. Cam Taylor-Britt, game ball to you, brother. You were, you were big time. Uh, again, 466 uh, 3776 800 So let's, let's flip the page to you know, the, the bigger picture. Uh, and you know when we talk about running on empty clearly that's what they looked like in the first half uh flipped it around and and i think you're you're at the point where you have one side of the football that is sick and tired of being sick and tired were they perfect no in the first half they got their bleep together did their thing in the second half gave you a chance to win uh there's going to be some some hugs some hard conversations and some some guys that really, really, really got to step forward and pull this team forward uh, to to be competitive and and keep churning towards January. Assuming they want to be in a bowl game, Ken emails in great email, and he's, he just asks a simple question: Get guys to care? Question mark? Question mark? Frost team voted to not play a game last year. Different team. I just hope the fork in the road for this team and the fans isn't last Saturday where you, you exit stage left or you, you kind of hug the turn and you keep driving. You had an email come in, your your box? Yeah, uh, it was from uh, Marty. He said, uh, essentially, Charlie McBride hit the nail on the head here. Uh, he, and he wishes that Nebraska had a coach like Charlie McBride on the staff because he doesn't think that uh, – not bring in the juice is an issue whenever Charlie is your head or is your coach. 
it's your position coach, it's your coordinator. I wouldn't, wouldn't let it happen. Wouldn't let it happen. And you had it happen Saturday. So the internet phenomena, <laughs> the, 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 the Twitter phenomena of uh, Nebraska coverage, this was hilarious. <laughs> this is John Johnson. And uh, he uh, he's the proprietor of Corn Nation, and he's a guy that's clearly a, a big time fan. But also, uh, with with their site, they they cover some Nebraska stuff. So this is his rant, and you couldn't go on the field unless you had you physically had a camera, right? At least that's kind of what my understanding was. So me and Billy D hunkered down in the press box. Up in the press box. And <laughs> you had J.J. here, got his way onto the field, and we have done the editing so we can work Tuesday morning and afternoon. And dude just lost it. And he spoke like he was one of you, a Nebraska fan, after that <laughs> steaming pile. You know, it's 30 to 23. Uh, my, ma- my mom, what a Freudian slip. My wife texted me and she said, what's your plan? And honestly, uh, my plan is to walk in front of a f-ing bus. Because the first half of this game for Nebraska, it was like eating a bucket of feedlot. <laughs> you know, with the gravel and everything in it. It was a terrible first half. And then the second half, we came out, and we, we did like we did against Michigan. We started scoring points. We started moving the ball. And ultimately, it wasn't enough as we gave up that big run. I like the way that Minnesota mixes up their quarterbacks between Morgan and Kramer because Kramer, you know, makes you confused. You think he's going to keep the ball, and then, bam, he hands it off. He throws it. Uh, in the first half, I'll say this. Honest to God, in the first half, I'm not making this up. At one point, I thought, I'm just going to go in, take my camera gear off, and, and quit all of this Because it's really hard to take. And I was just going to take all my clothes off and leave the stadium. I probably wouldn't have got far, and people would have gone, my God, nobody needs to see that. But again, does anybody need to see this anymore? We need to learn how to win games. One-score games. I don't know. Look at them. They're all down there having fun, the mother I guess. Congratulations, you Minnesota goofbags. Who thought this, this Nebraska team could score 38 points against Minnesota? Kind of a jackass would make that prediction. I thought Bowling Green, Minnesota, to show up. What the hell was I thinking? There's no hope. F*** everything. Go Big Red. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to walk in front of a bus. That poor guy. Oh, he needs a hug. And he sounds just like my dad. I swear to you. <laughs> that was gr- that was great. What, what I love the most summed up everything. What I love the most is he still finishes it with a Go Big Red here. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's still there. It's way. F- everything. Go Big Red. <laughs> Play the bus part again. <laughs> plan is to walk in front of a bus. Because the first half of this game for Nebraska, it was like eating a bucket of feedlot. 
get that guy in the real road reaction show that's what we got to do <laughs> i hope he snuck in like seven flasks and just said screw it and that we're watching this right we don't root we don't we don't but you just want to see like a payoff well, it's a hell of a lot more fun to cover a team that's winning when, when last time that happened was 2014 last time that happened i wasn't even excuse me 2016 was that was a was that a it was the the six and zero number six team in the country. You lose yeah, in overtime yeah, to Wisconsin, yeah. and then Ohio straight put Tommy to sleep. Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. God, that's pretty good. Shane, uh, our friend in Columbus, emails in numbers to get in. Open phones here the next half hour four six six three seven seven six four six six thirty seven seventy six or eight hundred eight two five five eight six five. Shane and Julie, big time big red fans out of our affiliate News Talk nine hundred. So five points uh, with playing a week zero game. Our bye came too late. Two, if we're calculating how to uh, get to a bowl game and considered Minnesota an easier game on the schedule, that was a mistake. Minnesota's missing their top two running backs. But they have five in an offensive line that uh, they have five on the O-line that can get drafted. And uh, I was big time concerned about their running game, their offense, and make that their defense was uh, one of the the tops in, in the Big Ten stopping the run. I thought that was kind of a a fluke because of who they played. No, that and I mean Nebraska's just Nebraska's not a good run team. Well, Nebraska's, well, Nebraska's not a good run team when they have to run the football. The the run game didn't become truly anemic until Ramir Johnson left that game. Ram, you, Ramir Johnson and was, he got an Adrian that ain't got a good wheel. Yeah, Ramir Johnson had a, a respectable game. Well, totally, it, it, he wasn't setting the world on fire. He had one long run, I think. He had uh, 80, 82 yards. No, Ramir's fine. But by the way, all right, give me two seconds here to hate on zebras, right? Because why not? It's it's been too. Two times a game minimally. Now, it wasn't Michigan bad, and it wasn't Oklahoma bad. But you can't. <laughs> you can't be out of position if you're the, the side judge. And I know the, the, the view's not great with a mass of bodies at the goal line. But if Adrian's got a foot or two on the, 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 the line, and he's leaning forward... You still got to be in the in the camera shot for God's sake to try and make your call. And guess what? Run in, run in. Every time you see a line judge, they both converge towards the pile. This clown was three feet, three yards to the left of the goal line sneak, and and the shot that put Ramir down that was freaking targeting. I mean, it was a missile. It wasn't even a a, a quasi-Nate Gary ejection job where there might have been a glancing blow because the guy moved while the kid was in progress and making a tackle. This was a kill shot, not intentional, but it's still targeting in the hole. Problem is, is Nebraska can't run up the middle or they're afraid to run up the middle and you still are... are are scared of your quarterback getting hurt. You didn't want to put him in that position. And you didn't sneak it. 
<laughs> again on the three-inch line, or you didn't go I, or you didn't go heavy, and when you did give it to your 230-pound back, the Invisible Man got him. It's just about practice, about preparation, it's about motivation, it's about teaching. And it didn't look like they did any of that or much of all of it last week. And there's been a lot of talk about the bye week, and you can't talk about the bye week because it wasn't here. And do we have time for for one last thought from JoJo on, on, on eight weeks? It's a reality. We started the show off talking about the uh, the the topic of uh, of schedule. We'll we'll come back with JoJo and and in the bye week and eight straight weeks and Minnesota coming off a bye. Some will perceive the the talk about you know getting to the bye week and it's back to the vacation take. Do you finish up your job before you go on vacation or do you leave a bunch of stuff undone to get to vacation? Four six six three seven seven six. More time for you next. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. There's no hope. F- everything. Go big red. That is uh, JJ with the post game selfie video heard around the world for Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> I found another video with the guy, uh, a Sunday night reaction from his home. I'm going to work on editing it up here. Yeah, dude, do not, do not hit play on that thing <laughs> with, 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 without previewing first. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen to it real quick. Well, let's uh, hear from JoJo real quick and uh, the topic of, of eight weeks. Is, is that play into your mind as a Nebraska fan as a reason? Do you, do you ignore the fact that they've gone eight straight? Is your reaction, shut up, nobody cares, it's the Big Ten? It's kind of mine. Uh, As a non-conditioned athlete that wheezes into a microphone. Uh, Easy to sit here and do that. But legit, no one in Big Ten cares. And and you saw Purdue do their thing, right? You, you, You saw Northwestern last year lose at a really bad Sparty team. After Pat's on the back in a top 10 ranking. Okay. Uh, who else? But, I mean, has any other team in college football played eight straight? I don't think any other team in college football has eight straight games on their schedule with no bye weeks. Just because Nebraska had that week one yeah. or the week zero game, and they went eight straight weeks. Yeah. It, it, that's not a, a common scheduling thing in college football, especially when you look at the strength of schedule Nebraska has this year. I, I know Nebraska has they, they got beat up over those eighth games. I know Nebraska has depth. And I'm sure they're they're being cautious with probably a pitch count with Casey Rogers. But man, when he's in, he's he's making things happen. And and he was in for for a few snaps. And he's making tackles. He's doing well. Four fifty three left in the game, you gotta get a stop. Nebraska eventually did, right? But some time burn off. And and you you went down and you know you're down fourteen so here's a two minute drill that that worked you want to talk about ironic timing but to me you know you've been playing Riley a lot of the game right in the middle and you've been playing uh, Daniels and 
they were out, it was maybe it wasn't their turn to rotate in. But you knew Minnesota was going to run the ball. And I would think your two best run stoppers this season have been some sort of combination with with Damian Daniels. And you let four or five run plays go, and then he rotates in. Maybe he needed the break. I don't know. And this isn't a, a, a knock on him. I, I, I'm saying get him out there because he's a difference maker for you on stopping the run. I mean, he wasn't moved. Uh, Nebraska's linebackers had problems. Pass rush was not good, and the blitzes were picked up. I mean, you had a couple three hurries, maybe. Back to JoJo, though, here on this death march of, of eight consecutive weeks and how the how it soured. And listen, we played his clip earlier. You hear the, the pain in his voice, and I hear the frustration, and I see it on him. He's going to walk the line. He's going to be a good teammate. But those defensive guys, Coach Chenander, and we'll talk to Mitch Sherman tomorrow, Chins deserved better. Everybody deserved better on Saturday with what was at stake. And again, it comes down to the pucker factor and the game you're supposed to win versus the the house money. Oh, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're Nebraska and here's a ranked team. So we can kind of go play a little bit freer. A lot of complications. Guys weren't ready. You needed to lead them to the trough and water trough, let me clarify, and make them drink. That's your job as the head coach. Here's more JoJo. Yeah, I mean, we're going on our eighth game. They just came off a bye week, so um, that's just the fact of the matter. And you can assume anything you want about that, but um, it is what it is. They came out ready to play. We didn't, and we played catch-up the rest of the game. It's too late. I suggest some things during the bye week. Give me eye formation. Find uh, a defensive lineman that's mobile. Put him in at fullback. Line up and smash and run behind Cam. The next time you're on the three-inch line, please. Or hell, play action it and throw a jump ball to number 11. Find Omar Manning if you let him on the field. Find bets if he's an option. Here's what I fear, all right? I fear they lose out. I fear if they don't beat Purdue, it is going to be another baby seal club drubbing by Ohio State. Then you go to Wisconsin and maybe you get up for it because they're awful. Till they beat Purdue this weekend. And then there's Iowa, who, no matter what your mindset or energy level is, you, you want to beat those guys. So you can still go three and one. I would put all of Elijah's money on one and three. And you're going to have angst, frustration, disillusionment, apathy. And what's crazy is, You've had all sorts of twists and turns this season where you've seen a a team play better against really good competition. And then they, they go back to start. And it's just not cool if you're a Nebraska fan. The other last part of this is how many guys are sick of this double standard 
that I don't know if it exists, but it sure as hell feels like it, where some guys can practice, some guys have to practice a certain way, and they're not on the field. And you got to make it real clear from day one, every year, all the time, that you can totally have different rules and different strokes for different folks. I mean, Bill Parcells did that. Lawrence Taylor would have seven hookers and 14 pounds of blow, and guess what? He'd start, allegedly. And he'd go get you seven sacks. Probably. Do you want to hear one more cut here before we get out of here from uh, old John? Yeah. Last thought I was saying was... Yeah, sorry. What, no, was was the... The portal. You know, you, you can go shopping in the portal to upgrade your O-line. You can go shopping in the portal to upgrade your quarterback. You can go shopping in the portal to, to, to replace your super seniors if your development's not where it needs to be. How many guys just are on the first cab out of town here once this season finally comes to an end because they've had enough? Some key guys. I don't know. I'm just... That's something to think about. Uh, Double J here. This one is so unbelievable. It's literally like how many ways can you up a ball game? How many ways, how many different, if you were writing a series about true crime, you would have to constantly come up with ways for murders to happen. (laughs) And this is where we're at. It's like we're in a series, a series where we can't, Find the killer, and he keeps committing crimes. They just keeps up doing the same shit over and over to kill the victims, and we don't know. We're so close to finding the solution to the problem. Let's get John some some gin. God love him. Uh, we'll take more of your calls, more of your emails to get to. We'll wind down on Monday. Hail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. What final time this hour? Uh, Rick Kaczynski, Rick Pizzo, Mitch Sherman tomorrow. Brennan with us on Hail Varsity Radio. Brennan, go ahead, bud. Hold on, what, Brennan, hang tight. We're going to go top row on you. That's radio term. Brennan, we got you back. Okay, yeah, go I got you now, yep. too. I was uh, I was a little hesitant on, on if I wanted to call. I I, uh, I don't really know what to think after that Saturday game, but uh, I hate to say it, but I, I kind of have that same dread that you do with the remaining schedule. I, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, if that happens, you know, I, I looked and I, I think, uh, Martinez has another year of eligibility. What do you do you think he comes back after you know how things are starting to tumble right now? Um, if we if we do happen to go like one and three, I think I think this, Brennan. I think uh, PJ Fleck and Pat Fitzgerald sure as hell made a beeline to him after a game, and it was a little longer conversation than uh, than <laughs> than maybe some Nebraska fans were comfortable with. If I'm Adrian, I've done everything I can here. I've got an inconsistent mess on offense where I'm part of the problem, but I don't have a lot of the solutions around me. I grad transfer the hell out of here. I agree. I just, I think. I'm not getting better with my coaching. 
Yeah, and I, I think finding a guy that can close a game, I mean, that's that's been the most consistent part about him this year is, you know, the big moment comes and he, he can't rise to the occasion to close it out. And I think you're, you're hearing a lot of frustration in Jojo Doman's presser with mm-hmm. the offense and – Obviously, he didn't name names, but I mean, everyone everyone knows, you know. There's a, there's a lot of candidates, Brennan, for sure, bud. Thank yep. you so much for tuning in. Yep, thanks. All right. Get uh, one more squeezed in here before uh, the Joe Rogan experience and uh, show. We've got tickets all week long for you with uh, with Joe Rogan. Let's get some more calls in. And uh, the Adrian topic is definitely very real. I mean, if, if he can get help and play mistake-free, then you're right on. Who do we have with us? we got Pete on the line. Pete, go ahead, buddy. Go ahead. Hey, how you doing? We're hanging in, man. I think part of part of the problem is we have some assistant coaches they doing a good enough job, and I think Scott Frost is so loyal that uh, he won't make a change or hold them accountable. And I think the good news, and tell Husker uh, Husker Nation out there, Trev Alberts will get to the bottom and, and get get results. It may take a year or two, but I guarantee you, Trev knows football, and uh, he will get the uh, coaching staff, or he'll get uh, the program underway. Don't disagree with you, Pete. There's going to be if things don't get better, Pete, you take care. If things don't get better, it's going to be a hard conversation with Trev to Scott about position groups about assistant coaches. Call or what? You make the call for Joe Rogan tickets. Well, we got tickets all week, so day one, let's uh, let's reward the people who are in there early. Let's go caller four. Caller five? Let's, let's give Omar a tribute. Let's go five. Caller five, then. I'm, I'm with you, then. Uh, for what? PBA? Joe Rogan coming up here in about two weeks? It, what? It, it's Joe Rogan at Pinnacle Bank Arena. I can confirm that. Yeah. I sent you something. Uh, caller five... Right now, 466-3776-4663776-80825-5865. Joe Rogan seats now. Caller five now. Talk to you tomorrow at four with Hale Varsity.